Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 292. And away we go. Oh, Rachel, get a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dog. I'm a more breaker. Strict man, it's a boy about to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock, so take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, at Maka Party, joined, hopefully, by Mark Schwann. Mark, how you feeling? Last time I saw you, you were feeling cloud high. Oh, my God, dude. How was your birthday? Again, I didn't get back home until, like, after four o'clock in the morning. Really? What the hell did you guys do? I I don't even remember when you left. I think I le- left around uh, a little before one. I got home around one thirty. Oh my god! No, so like me and AJ were shooting shit for a while. I was talking with like the uh, I guess he was like an owner for Pink's. Okay. Whatever. Uh, you know, we're talking about social media marketing, yada yada. So no, I, it was a great time, man. I had a good time. I was really paying the price for my birthday. Like everyone's like text me, message me, like, happy birthday, hope you enjoy it. Like, I am not enjoying this day right now. I am dead to the world. Wow. I am miserable. We had a good time, though. That was fun. I, I, I had a lot of fun, yeah. So I guess your birthday wasn't that great, though. Did you just stay in bed, hungover? No, dude. I <laughs> stayed on the couch, hungover, out of my mind for most of the day. It was just, even like turning my head was like exerting myself. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. It was, it was bad. I didn't wake up to like, 10 30 almost 11 o'clock which is like so rare for me i still want good thing i'm my own boss i put in a half day <laughs> i still wanted to call out of work the next day but um i powered through somehow i made it through but what i did good for you, stay up to four o'clock in the morning oh took another uber home how much does this one cost uh that one cost uh that bad huh 50 okay. oh that's not bad it's not not as bad as it could have been yeah yeah so check out pinks tuesday nights aj pan doing karaoke awesome time Awesome, awesome time. Uh, thank you, AJ Pan, for hosting. Fantastic host, indeed. That's probably the most I'm going to do between the North Three as his team, Law Force Trauma, faces my team, the champs, East Coast Syndicate. Sup? So, Mark, Schwan, not only was your birthday, it was the Super Bowl. Real quick, how did you hit on any of your bets? Did you have a good time? Nope. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the Super Bowl. I enjoyed the halftime show, too. That was a great halftime show. I had Pizza Barn. Oh, I saw that. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. No, it was a good Super Bowl. Glad the Rams won. Good for Matt Stafford, but did not hit on any of my bets. My commercial came on, though. That's right. For the Olympics. So I missed I missed it. I saw it on Jimmy Fallon's uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, I made the cut. So I needed the Bengals to come down the field to score at the well, last drive. The last drive. If they scored a field goal or a touchdown, I would have won 600 bucks. Mm. So the fact that they decided to run on third down really pissed me off. Dude, I have to say, uh, OBJ when he went down, game changer, game changer for me. Like I was only six points away from DraftKings and their uh, their fantasy for uh, for the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, six points away from winning a hundred grand. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, thank you, Odell. Thank you. Like it's his fault, but <laughs> <laughs> but hey, buddy, big day today for wrestling. Lots of news this week. We had Elimination Chamber. 
shall we get into uh, what's trending? All right, once again, that's my line. Mark, what's trending this week? All right, buddy. Well, check the calendars, check the dates. It's 2022, not 1998, because I had to do a fact check for that one. As I saw, this man was trending all over. Stone Cold Steve Austin, according to Brian Alvarez at Brian Alvarez. Yes, Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens has been discussed for WrestleMania. Lots of going back and forth on this between fans and from critics alike. We have Honcho at P1 All Elite saying this, Stone Cold Steve Austin is 57 years old and hasn't wrestled in 19 years. Seems like WWE are getting extremely desperate now. And then going to our good old Denise Salcado at underscore Denise Salcado. Bro, if we were to get Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania, it would be so effing awesome. Putty, where are you on this? Is this a match that you want to see at WrestleMania? Not in particularly. Like, I definitely don't think it's a desperate move, like I was saying. I think it's far from it. A lot of people have been clamoring to see Stone Cold one more match, one more match. Because what his last match, we did not know was his last match. So people want more of a match to say goodbye. But his last match. What was, WrestleMania, what was his last match, even? WrestleMania against The Rock. I mean. What better way to go out? That's right. I mean, that was a hell of a way to go out. That was a, that was a classic match. Match people still talk about to this day. His last match. That's right. I forgot he never wrestled at all after that. That's nope. right. Going against one of his better rivals in The Rock. And good friend. And I've been hearing people want Stone Cold to come back. Stone Cold to come back. A lot of people have come back. If he does not come back, I'm okay with that. I just, like Again, he's been, okay. out, he's been out of action for a long time. Again, med- medicine has changed. His neck injuries have probably aren't as severe as they were back 20 years ago. I just don't think this is a... I get it. You're in Dallas. Maybe he wants to go out in Dallas. Maybe trans, passing the torch, so to speak, with the, the stunner somehow. There's an underwriting story there. But Stone Cold against Kevin Owens is not really a match I would mark out about. Do you think, I mean, why Kevin Owens? Do you think there would be a better opponent for him? Or is it just, uh, do you think this is just like pretty random? It seems pretty random, what, because he's just bashing Texas. Stone Cold has to come out of retirement after 20 years to defend Texas? Why isn't JBL coming out of retirement? A lot of people in Texas mm-hmm. who can defend Texas. Why Stone Cold? Well, maybe there's a whole stunner versus stunner aspect here. Uh, you know, Honestly, more than the match itself, if this is indeed true, I'll be very much looking forward to the build. Because keep in mind, you know, WrestleMania, it's like, what, April 2nd? So we still have a long time away for this to become something. And Stone Cold is one of the best on the mic. Kevin Owens is probably the best on the mic in modern-day wrestling right now. Uh, You know, these two, they could tell one hell of a story. Or do they have just Kevin Owens coming out bashing Texas week in and week out? And he's in front of the 100,000 people in Dallas Stadium, AT&T Stadium, and Stone Cold comes out with no build, no story. He just comes out like The Rock did. I think last time they were in Dallas, The Rock just magically appeared with no storyline, no anticipation. He just popped, came out, had a, a two-minute match with uh, Eric Rowan. So maybe they don't uh, have a build dis- to this. That would be disappointing, though. He just shows if, up. Especially, like, if this is being leaked out right now, and I, I, I honestly, I honestly do believe, like, it happens in the NFL, and I think wrestling is happening as well. Like things do get leaked out on purpose, oh, especially yeah. around a big event like this. Uh, you know, I, I think this is one of those things that could have been leaked out on purpose here to create a build. Uh, that would be very disappointing, I think, for fans at Texas and uh, all across the WWE universe if Stone Cold comes out like for a two-second appearance, give Kevin Owens a stunner, and then walks. Oh, off. No, I'm not saying like that. I'm just saying maybe he comes out. 
and they wrestle, but like there's no storyline, there's no build to it. We know what's happening. But it's not it's not like, like Taker versus Cena. It's not like they're going to enter into a program where there's going to be promos and back and forth week in and week out on Raw. I think it's just going to be Kevin I Owens we... bashing Texas, and then he comes out and bash Texas. Out comes Stone Cold, and they duke it up for whatever. I disagree. I, I think between these two guys, I think you know this. This is like how CM Punk versus MJF. Like you know, we we, we love seeing the promo battles here. You know, I want to. I would love to see the promo battles between Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. If we get robbed of that, I think that's the biggest robbery right there. If we don't get that, at least. We will see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if they go that route, though. But again, you're right, because I would love to see Stone Cold's promos. So we'll see what happens. The match itself, it'll be interesting to see, though. You know, how how much can Stone Cold go? I mean, Honcho is right there. You know, Stone Cold is 57 years old, 19 years since he's been in the ring. Uh, you know, Kevin Owens is prime. He's probably the, uh, in the business right now. You know, what what can Stone Cold do here? It could be, can't be a long match. It's going to be a quick one. No, be a barn it's got to be. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be like a Goldberg level match. I think the way he went out, WrestleMania, I think, what, I want to say 19? Leave it alone. You'd rather Stone Cold just not come out. No, I mean, like, again, it's almost 20 years later. You had, you had a great career, great way to go out, great match. Still, again, probably one of the best matches of your career against your best rival. No need to come out just for a quick five minute match against Kevin Owens. I mean, obviously, I mean, I feel like the whole Shane McMahon thing threw a wrench in, like, their plans. Obviously, they're reaching here. I don't want to say, as you agreed, uh, I agree with you, I wouldn't say desperate, but they're reaching out here for a big marquee name, for big marquee matches. I don't necessarily know what the marquee match would have been for for Shane McMahon, but, you know, they're looking for something here. But we'll see what goes on, because we have some other huge news that almost broke the internet. Ariel Helwani, at Ariel Helwani, Huge developing news in the world of pro wrestling. Cody Rhodes is leaving AEW, sources say. And I'm told Rhodes at WWE are, in fact, talking about him returning to the organization in the near future. Uh, and then he goes on. To, uh, there's a trend going on here. Uh, this is extremely significant considering Rhodes and his wife were a part of the small group that helped launch AEW alongside Tony Khan in 2019. So, Louis Dangor, at the Louis Dangor, goes on to say, to, so to summarize... Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes have left AEW. The promotion has confirmed. The world within the wrestling world right now, according to various reports, is that Cody Rhodes is heading back WWE. What a crazy few months. I have to agree, man. It is wild. The fact that we are possibly seeing Cody Rhodes, first Cody Rhodes leaving AEW, to possibly go back to WWE. What do you think about that, buddy? It's nuts, especially how much stroke he had backstage. Now you, there's a falling, apparent falling out between him and Tony Khan. As after the story broke, you know things are coming to light of why what happened. But it's just right, right. Uh, to he, go on to what you were saying, actually, according to PW Torch, uh, Macho Beard was saying this: that Macho Beard for life. Cody has asked for more money than what Tony Khan was willing to spend. So yes, it came down to a money disagreement there. I wonder how much money he was asking for. Again, they have deep pockets; they're signing people left and right. He can't afford to throw a little bucks to the your executive vice president and one of the co-founders of the company. The one, one of the guys who put yeah, the company that, on, ma- on the map? It's just very random. Very weird. It's a weird situation. I mean, John Alba, John Alba was saying AEW doesn't exist in its current form without Cody Rhodes. Contribu- contributions. Brandy as well. Uh, it's impossible to overstate how hot he was. And all and all in, the catalyst for the company doesn't happen without him. His path is unlike anyone else's. What's next? We'll see. I mean, yeah. Him, you, you brought 
I, there would be no AEW really without Cody Rhodes. Uh, you know, he was an EVP. He's done a lot for the company in the ring, outside the ring, in the locker room. That's a big loss for AEW. And then to go to WWE, that that's just that's a weird head scratcher for me. We were talking about what big name from AEW is going to jump ship to WWE. Not only do you talked about last week, yeah. Not only do you have a big name, you nabbed up one of their executive vice presidents. One of the founders of the company. That's also got to be a slap in the face to AEW, too. One of the guys who founded the company's jumping ship. It's got to hurt a little bit more. Than now, mind you, nothing nothing has been signed yet from WWE. No, nothing Nothing yet. has been signed yet. A lot of presuming. These are a lot of speculation. Yeah. yeah, a lot of presuming. You know, you would have to think Vince McMahon. I, apparently, this is a Nick Khan decision, too. Uh, but, like, Vince McMahon, I could see him burying Cody Rhodes. Completely burying him. Like, to punish him for, like, how dare you Maybe. think you could compete with me? How dare you? But the fact that Cody Rhodes is willing to go back, that knowing that Vince McMahon can be petty at times, that that tells me like there might be signs of trouble here in AEW. What do we think about that? Also, I heard something about he lost like booking rights or creative control. Like that's what he wanted to do because what his father was known for. Right. So you're going to go to WWE where you're going to get scripted promos and not have any say about your character or the work too much. You're going to be more tightly strict on your creative control. It just doesn't make too much sense. Why? He, he, he might be Stardust again? Yeah. The American Nightmare Stardust. Like, wh- why would you risk that? Especially the, the fire promos he's been doing in AEW. But now we're talking about this as, a, as like a, a wrestling pers- uh, perspective. He's an EVP. You know, he's obviously more privy to, uh, to financial information and business decisions as opposed to any other wrestler there. You know, something's got to be up. Like I, I don't necessarily. I'm starting to lose faith a little bit in AEW. If their EVP is walking, it's making me think. Like, from my perspective, if Mark Schwann is saying I give up acting, I'm giving up my business, local media, and I'm going back to work for a bank, that means to tell you, like, hey, my acting career is not working out, my business is failing, I need to uh, self-persevere here. I, I think that's what it's like they're along the same lines here, man. I think AEW maybe there's something failing, maybe. Wasn't it like last year, there was also rumors that there was some dissension amongst Cody and the other EVPs, and those rumors came out to be just not true? Right. Maybe they were true. Some sort of animosity between them, and I think somebody on Twitter posted how they could see AEW's throwing money left and right at people. CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. You couldn't give Cody Rhodes a couple bucks? It does. Apparently CM Punk and Chris Jericho have, have like the biggest contracts on Jericho, their roster yeah. right now, yeah. And you're not going to give money to your executive vice president, founder of the company again? It just... All right, it well, doesn't make sense. Well, again, I'm worried about him coming back. Like you said, I'm hoping they don't like bury him or team him with the Miz because look what happened to John Morrison. Give, you have to be pushed. You have to push this guy to the moon. Like, look at this. We took the EVP from the promotion, and now here he is on the spotlight. I mean, there are rumors that... I mean, there's no uh, non-compete clause, so there are rumors that Cody Rhodes could be a big player for WrestleMania. Oh, has, he has to be WrestleMania. He has to uh, I mean, what what would be the big play there? What would be the big match there for Cody Rhodes if if they do it right? It's a good question. We got to find out the story, the spot. Would it, would it be Triple H? I mean, Triple H is the one that makes the most sense, but I don't necessarily know if, Cody, if Triple H can go right now physically. Yeah, I don't think he can. I think he's out of the question on that one. It's a good question. I don't know. But I mean, the, there's a story there for sure. But yeah, I mean, like, what what does Cody do? I I personally think Vince buries him. I hope not. Because Vince has, uh, you know, Vince McMahon. I mean, he does have fuck you money. He does. Look, fuck you. I bought out. I bought the EVP of AEW and watch what I do with him. Maybe. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go that route. I'm just hoping not. I'm hoping maybe they bring him to the fold 
let him have some sort of creative stuff, bring him into the company. Maybe he can be power behind the scenes. I'm telling you, man, if Cody does sign with WWE, I think AEW lasts two years max. No. No way. Not that big of a loss. I I, I have to say it, man. I have to say it. I, I have to say it. You, you know me. I'm an AEW guy, man. I, I think there's I think there's trouble there. I think there's trouble behind the scenes. Enough for them to close up shop? I don't think so. Mm. It, it means, I, I think it's either something financial or it could be something with their TV deal. Either one would be a big blow. But moving on, at WWE, breaking Undertaker will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2022 as first reported by New York Post. Good for the Undertaker, man. A lot of praise all around from everyone here. Kane at Kane WWE. Congratulations to Undertaker on his induction into the WWE Hall of Fame. No one, and I mean no one, deserves it more. The Undertaker is truly iconic and transcends WWE. The man behind the character is just as impressive. I am absolutely thrilled. Congratulations. That's from Kane. Triple H also chimed in. Triple H at Triple H. Absolutely no one has had as big an effect over as long of a career as Undertaker. He is the measuring stick of this industry in and out of the ring and now takes his well-deserved place in the WWE Hall of Fame. Putty, I mean, there's no denying the creator Undertaker has left here in the business. I mean, we've talked about before how Undertaker should probably be the only one in this class, the Hall of Fame. We'll see how, what happens there with that. Do you think, is Undertaker truly the one of the kind? Do you think we'll ever see anyone match the legacy of the Undertaker? No, no way. No one's going to come even close. Just the career he had, the longevity he had. Oh, man, there's never going to be another Undertaker. Never. Now, I mean, I can't think of Kane said it right, man. He just transcended the business. I think everyone knew. When that gong hits, yep. like, everyone knows. Everyone knows who that is. Like, my wife, who isn't even a wrestling fan, I remember we went to Monday Night Raw together. It was for my birthday. And uh, the lights went out towards the end of the show. There was the gong. And she even knew what was up. And she looked at me and said, that was fucking cool. That was fucking cool. Every time it happened, man. Yeah. Well-deserving. And again, I you made it a couple months ago. You just said it now. That's it. Let him be alone. The sole inductee. Last couple of years. Maybe because of the pandemic. I don't know. I know they're trying to shorten down the show. Each inductee is giving like a five-minute speech. Max. Let him just go. Give him the whole hour. Let him talk. Everyone wants to hear what he has to say. Been waiting for this for years. And here we are. Finally, most one of the most deserving members. Let other, let other people talk to because I, I, you know, there, there are a lot of like comments being thrown around, like, oh, who's going to induct him? You know, who's going to be the one to induct him? There's many possibilities. I mean, yeah. from Kane to Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Vince McMahon himself. You know, there, there's so many possibilities there, and who could possibly induct him? You know, why not have, make it a ceremony for him, celebrate him? There are many people who can come up and say a few words about the Undertaker up there. And because also, remember, he got gypped. His farewell speech was in front of the Thunderdome. So he deserves right. like a, a proper send-off, a proper goodbye. And this is his time to do it. Please. Does he do it as The Undertaker or does he do it as Mark Calloway, though? That was a question I would have been wondering about like a year or two ago. Now I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he'll Mark Calloway. We've seen, the, we've seen the show. He's doing interviews now. We haven't seen him as The Undertaker in a long time. We're getting right. to know more of Mark Calloway. So I'm assuming Mark Calloway will be the man we hear from with a little bit of Undertaker thrown in. I mean, he's got to do his iconic rest in peace at the end, right? Has to. And I rolled his tongue out. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, the answer to that question, too, the, the question I threw out you originally, uh, will there any, be anyone to possibly match his legacy? Never say never. But as of right now, man, how can anyone match, like, 
the longevity, the evolution. I think the only other person that comes close to like evolving a character over time is Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just it's apples and oranges there with that. Yeah, true. But well deserved. Congratulations! Can't wait for the, hear that speech. Yeah, and as far as a character alone goes, I mean, <laughs> the matter, man. Like, I, 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 I hope he never wrestles again. First off, I hope this sit. Yeah, please no for his uh, in ring career. But I, I hope he still makes like his presence felt every now and then in the locker room, because uh, like you know he is a locker room leader. You know he's been told he's been called the locker room leader for so many years. Like who who fits who fills that role? Open for grabs. I mean, somebody had to have filled it in the last year. I'm hoping maybe Roman Reigns steps up, Bobby Lashley. There are a couple of names possibly being thrown around. And during the Dead Man documentary they had, they mentioned they even showed it. He does take pop in NXT for a while to train the big guys. Yeah. So I'm assuming he'll have some sort. His hand will still be in the business. He ain't going anywhere. But I hope he does make a couple of on-screen appearances. That'd be nice. I, I don't think we need it anymore, man. I, I think I, I, I don't think I ever want to see the Undertaker character on TV again. Okay. But like, I, I would definitely would love to see like you know his influence in the back. Again, I'm assuming that's still going to be there. He ain't going anywhere. I think it he loves such a lot of his business. Again, facing what we saw on the documentary. Again, but with that being said, congratulations to the dead man, to Mark Calloway. Uh, well-deserved, man. First ballot Hall of Famer. Hopefully they, they do him right this year. It doesn't, you know, shorten his speech to like five seconds. Anyway, Marcus, we're doing the show Saturday afternoon because there was a little little show called Elimination Chamber. Oh, yeah, that's right. And we watched it together with a special guest. Let's bring him back and talk about the event that was the Elimination Chamber. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, Marcus, let's get into the Elimination Chamber. We have a special guest joining us for this segment. Please introduce everybody. Well, guys, we did a live Elimination Chamber commentary with Cheyenne Voice Ortiz. Am I saying that right, Cheyenne? That's right, Ortiz. That's right, Mr. Cohen. Ortiz, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, see, I want to make sure I get the proper name right of our guests. I'm like some people. <laughs> I read it, no. and I'm like, oh, I see his point. It is Schwan. No, man, but honestly, you had a blast, for real, uh, doing commentary for Elimination Chamber with you. Uh, hell of a show, and like, it was our first go at it as far as doing commentary as the three of us together here. I had a lot of fun, dude. Yeah, no, it was a real blast. Uh, for me, it's the new thing that I'm trying to do more and more and more is uh, kind of treat the the premium live events from any promotion as a, as a bit of a workout to keep things going because I'm always in different positions, be it backstage, commentary, ring announcing. So I'm always trying to keep my my main thing, which is commentary, you know, as fresh and as crisp as, and as up to date as I possibly can. So when I realized that this was going to be my, you know, second or third one, I I said, well, you know, why not have the guys on? Because um, I realized after that January interview, we'd never we were going to go in cold to BCW. So I had to have you guys on. Yeah, smart. I, I, appreciate, I that. appreciate that. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. We had a good time. Yeah. Uh, but going into talking about Elimination Chamber here. All right, guys. I, I feel like we have to talk about this. You know, what what are your take home thoughts uh, from Elimination Chamber? Like, you know, what, what are you looking forward to see next going forward into the road to WrestleMania, if you will? Well, well, first of all, are, are they doing Fastlane or is it just television? Just television from here on out. Just television. Yeah. I mean, 
I understand from a booking perspective why they did it, right? Bobby Lashley was super protected tonight. He's the only person that was not pinned. Yep. And was that real, talk- by the way? Was that what happened with him? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Doesn't look like it. I, I don't know. I mean, it it was believable enough, yeah. right? I right. Mean, it the was fact that I'm questioning it, yeah. Get him out of the scenario. You know, Bobby Lashley didn't take a pin. Do I think that now, you know, Lashley somehow on a Raw is going to beat Brock? No. But it protected the hell out of him as far as I'm concerned because Bobby Lashley is one of those great utility players that could be a main eventer at any given moment. And if you really think about it, he Brock Lesnar legitimately, you know, Austin Theory only got about 60 to 90 seconds worth of offense on Lesnar with the help of a low blow. Yeah. But – Brock Lesnar legitimately had to kill Austin Theory to win the match, right? Yeah, insane spot. Uh, Brock killed everyone, and and it, that was good for Bobby. If if that was planned for Bobby Lashley to go out, I think that was really well done because if it did one of two things, uh, it did two things actually. Here, it as you said, protected Bobby Lashley, right? The Almighty, that presence. Right. But at the same time, it made Brock Lesnar look more like a beast than he normally does. Yeah. And I feel like if Bobby Lashley was still in that fray, that would have hurt Bobby a lot. Totally agree. But now what's next for Bobby Lashley? What's his card looking at for WrestleMania? And that was that was the point that you kind of hit on during during the watch along, Cuddy, was like there's a lot of guys who are top guys that are main eventers for WWE, and their road to WrestleMania is a little uncertain, yeah. right? Because it looks like Drew McIntyre is going to be in some form of a street fight tag match, however you want to call it with Corbin or, you know, at Mania, which is a throwaway victory for him. Now yeah. you have Bobby Lashley. What's going to happen to Lashley? With Shane McMahon being out of the uh, WrestleMania picture, what happens to Austin Theory? What happens to AJ? Yeah. You know, um, it's clear that AJ and Omos are not getting back together. You know, Riddle had a great showing, albeit brief in the chamber, but, you know, Riddle and Orton are either going to break up or they're going to defend the tag titles at Mania. So it it's going to be pretty interesting because if you really think about it, there's only three main events that are guaranteed for WrestleMania. And then of course the, the stuff we talked about earlier on the show, a lot of things going on, going on here on the road to WrestleMania, a lot of moving parts. Uh, you know, I feel like the, the creative and Vince McMahon, they don't really know what's going on yet. Does that in a way make it more exciting? We, we don't, we like the limit chamber was predictable. We know Brock Lesnar was going to win. We knew Bianca Belair was going to win, but it was entertaining to watch. But now we don't know really what's going on for WrestleMania. At this point, we usually have some semblance of what's going on. Does it make it more exciting, or are we still like, eh, what's going on? For me, it does. I don't know about, you know, Mark or fans in general. But for me, it does, because you got to understand something too, right? And I touched on this the last time I was on this program. Like, we're spoiled with the internet, right? Yeah. Because, like, if somebody would have reported the entire WrestleMania card, let's say February 1st, and you were disappointed... You know, like, there's that option also, right? Because we've had past manias where we legitimately knew 70% of the card and we were like, oh, man, this, that, or however the reaction was. So I think the the uncertainty is it's a little better. I agree. Yeah, uh, because, you know, there's a lot of rumors out there, too. So um, it, it, it's going to make it to be, like, more like must-see TV every week to see how it all plays out. Uh, even with the storylines that are already cemented in stone going into WrestleMania, you know, we, we still have a long way away and things are going to heat up. Yeah. So question to you guys, was that the best women's chamber to date? And 
was that not the best Hall of Famer match in like the last five years in terms Hall- of Becky Lynch and Lita? Yeah, okay. We need a clarification there on that. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll kick off with this. With the Elimination Chamber, you know, I'm not going to lie here. With Elim- not to say I don't like Elimination Chambers. I don't find a lot of them memorable, like the matches itself. I remember spots more from Elimination Chambers than I do like the whole match per se. I think uh, it's become that, yes. But, like, you know, I have to say this this was a, a very good Elimination Chamber for the women's. It was better than I expected it to be. the pacing I thought was very good Uh, especially towards the end when it came down to the last three then when it came down to Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair it was a good like back and forth uh, competition there with that uh, to the point where I really didn't know who was going to win that one Uh, so you know kudos to all the women involved there and to answer your question about Lita and Becky Lynch you know Lita put on a hell of a show man that was a Wrestlemania match yeah. Yeah. No, and it absolutely was. Like kudos to her and Becky. I mean, they told a fantastic story leading into it. Uh, it. It's making me wonder. I mean, the way how Lita was saying goodbye, it seems like that was her last go. But you know, she definitely showed she has more in the tank. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she sticked around for some capacity going forward because she definitely showed that she still has it. And it, no ring rust at all. It was, it was really impressive. Yeah, I, I think I think Putty hit the note there. Like. That might have been her last singles, but if she's involved all the way to Mania, I won't be mad about that either. Yeah, mm, right. Um, yeah, I, and you know what? Let's let's say what it is because I don't mean it to discredit it. Like, like let's say it. Goldberg brought it, right? Like, I don't got no issues with Goldberg. It was a Goldberg match. That was his, Goldberg's, format, but he, that was one of his better ones, right? That like, that was Goldberg's best match, in my opinion. There's something about the air of Saudi Arabia because his last great match I thought was good. The best Goldberg match I've seen was last time. Goldberg and Undertaker, right? Last time in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley, I thought was pretty good. Yeah, that was good too. Yeah, 100. I thought that was better than SummerSlam. Yeah. Outside of what Marcus mentioned, Undertaker, I totally forgot about that. I think a lot of us did. But the last couple of Saudi I Arabia think a appearances. A lot of us forgot about him and The Fiend also. Yeah. Last couple of appearances by Goldberg in Saudi oh, Arabia have been yeah. pretty good. Yeah, Wait, so I, 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 thought, I thought everybody on the show tonight delivered uh, the, the headline that I just read. Going to your point about Bobby Lashley was uh, the plan all along was for um, that angle with the Usos and the Viking Raiders that was set from the jump. Okay, yeah, which sucks because now they traveled all that way for a two second spot. I mean, it still get paid. Another, it gives you another hook for SmackDown. Yeah, right. But that apparently, I mean, again, it's the internet. You know, you can't believe it necessarily, but that was the plan apparently. Well, you know, I mean, everything everything happens for a reason, though. I mean, like you know, they they could probably kick that back for WrestleMania, uh, give them something to do on TV. It, it's still at the end of the day. I mean, they got paid to be in a pay-per-view. That's big money right there. So Yeah. It ended right before 3 o'clock, so it doesn't sound like somebody went over time. No. 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 I don't, think, I I don't think so, I don't think so, that the women's or the men's chamber match went over or under. No, it, it seems like everyone hit their time. So I, I honestly know like why that would be the have that why I have that spot there because uh, you know we were doing commentary so I wasn't hearing what the commentary was saying about that and I'll go no, and keep it, com- it, it going. It, there were no notes or hints that made it seem like oh they had to pull an audible I, and I just read that before before coming on the air here but I mean nothing about that show felt under or over time at all it seemed like it was precisely booked it was a good pacing to it yeah. Go back to Goldberg real quick. He uh, made no, 
he didn't shy at the fact that this is, my, his, is his last match in the WWE. Under contract, anyway. Then he also mentioned on the After the Bell podcast with Corey Graves, he was asked about this being his last match. And he can't imagine his last match being not in front of his wife and his kids. His kid. Mm. Do you think we'll see Goldberg back in some capacity, or have we seen less of Goldberg? Isn't he on a three-match-a-year a, a thing? Which is up. I heard this is this is the last match in the contract. Uh, if those are his terms, I don't see why Vince or anybody wouldn't give it to him. So I don't think Goldberg's done. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't get the sense that Goldberg is done either. I think, Putty, you, you make a good point. Like, I'm sure uh, Goldberg, if, his, if he wants his last match to happen, it's going to be in front of his family, you know? Yeah. I don't know who his last opponent would be, per se, but, you know, I'm sure Goldberg could work something out in a handshake deal with Vince for, like, a one-off. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, I agree. I don't think we've seen the last of Goldberg just yet. Especially he's doing some of the best matches lately we've seen in a while from him, so. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think this is his last one. I got to give credit to Roman Reigns, though. I mean, like, you know, we're saying Goldberg, this was his best match, but like, you're only good as your opponent. Roman Reigns, uh, you know, what a great opponent to have with that. You know, he uh, they definitely highlight the strengths of Goldberg as far as like, what they can do together. And as far as like, the timing of the match, too, because it wasn't too long, but it wasn't too short. Like a Goldberg no. a Goldberg match would yeah. be either. I, I feel like it was just right right there. And uh, kudos to Roman Reigns for making Goldberg still look good. Yeah. But yeah, still coming out on top. I feel like this match is better now than it would have been two years ago. Just because, like you said, Roman Reigns is killing it right now. Yeah, totally. I, I think if you looked at the Goldberg matches pre-COVID um, versus now, totally. And it's it's more preparation, right? You know, than anything. And I think Goldberg, and he said this on uh, one of those, uh, I think it was the day of, or one of, one of the Goldberg uh, specials that they did on the network, the whole thing where he's like, I have to look like Goldberg. And then, like, a lot work. Right, like, right after that, I, I always thought this was interesting that, that Triple H was the clip right after where he's like, you know, looking you know, looking a certain way is great and everything, but being able to do it at a certain level is much, much more important. And yeah, I think Goldberg has realized that as time went on, there's a lot of hindsight in the Goldberg career now, 20 years later, um, including from, you know, Bischoff, Sullivan, all those guys who were involved in the Goldberg machine in its prime. And, you know, I think all that hindsight being available is allowing Goldberg to say, okay, this is what I should be doing. No, yeah, I mean, you hit it right in the head with that. Goldberg, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see, like, you know, who his last opponent would be. Like, if, if I were him, I'd want to kick it back with Roman Reigns again, you know, because uh, I can't name a better opponent that he's had. Especially where they ended it. He didn't, day. He, didn't tap, he didn't tap out. He wasn't pinned. He didn't submit. He passed That's right. Out. So there's an opening That's right. right. And then, like, if you go to your point with him working with Roman again, I think that's feasible to do, right? Because it can happen on a SmackDown in Atlanta or wherever it needs to happen. True. Like, I don't see Goldberg. It doesn't even have to be for the strap. That's a win-win for free television, right? For Fox, for WWE, and for everybody involved, right? Yep. Oh, totally. Totally. Even not even being a Goldberg fan, I wouldn't mind seeing that match again. I wouldn't mind them, you know, rolling that back again. Yeah, and you got to believe, like, for Goldberg's last one, he's going to be more than conscious that, all right, I gotta pull out all the stops, whatever the whatever that may be. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't mean he goes the reckless route though. But going uh, going forward here, as far as like you know what I'm looking forward to see next, uh, my takeaway from Elimination Chamber, man. You know, I, I can't help but like 
transition from Goldberg here to Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. You know, I know we've seen this match a few times. I know this was supposed to be the match, you know, last year or a few months ago. Didn't happen because of because uh, of COVID reasons. But man, like title versus title at WrestleMania, it, it, it's like it's like Roman got COVID for a reason, unfortunately, because the fact that this just makes it that much better. True, you know, on on, on a, a bigger level. And uh, dude, I really I really can't even tell you who's going to win this one, man. Roman Reigns looked great. He's been untouchable the last two years. But Brock Lesnar, I, I said it before in our watch long, he's hitting a different level. He seems unstoppable. Both of them do right at that point. I got to tell you, neither one of them will suffer if they end up being the loser. True. Right. You know, and and I talked about that too. There are certain wrestlers that when they hit a point in their career that certain losses don't affect their legacy. Of course, it's not that it means nothing, but it doesn't affect their legacy. Roman Reigns is going into Mania. At that point, he's going to be, you know, close to what, 550 days or something like that? Ridiculous. Something like that, yeah. Whatever the amount of time is. Um, and I could be wrong if I'm just throwing a number out there. Whatever the time is, it's Sounds something good. that is unprecedented. It's the longest reign in 35 years. Yeah. Bruno, Hogan, Diesel, Cena, Punk, whoever you want to throw out there, he's superseded. So, Brock. you know, Brock. So he'll take that loss. Brock Lesnar, you know, going in there as Brock Lesnar in a different peak of his career, possibly leaving with two titles. It's it's a totally, totally different thing. I mean, my money's on Roman, but I will say this. Like, when those two guys go at it in a match, they always deliver. They do, man. Like Honestly, this is a rivalry I'm not getting tired of seeing because it's just evolved so much. If you think about, like, when they first faced off in the, uh, their first WrestleMania match together, like, it was just two completely different men. And uh, over time, man, it's it just built and built and built. Then you have the Paul Heyman factor in there as well. Uh, I'm really enjoying this, man. Like I, this, when your rivalry's said and done, we'll look back and this. This might go down. This could go down as a Mount Rushmore of rivalries in WWE. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially of the Universe era, right? One thousand percent, man. Like uh, their chemistry, their 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 promo work, the character, the, the evolution. Uh, you know, it's it's something that we don't necessarily see in the modern day wrestling. Even, uh, you know, it's a long-form storytelling. This is their yeah. fifth match, by the way. I think fifth headline main event match for the strap. And like you said, it's only getting bigger and better. It's so crazy how so many people have said so many times, and we even talked about this again back in January, that they're sick of seeing Brock and Roman, and this is only the fifth match. True. That's wild. Right? And, like, guys, do the math. Rock and Austin did five. Right? It's three Manias. They only did five? I thought they did more than that. No. Well, on pay-per-view. Oh, wow. Okay. Three Manias, Backlash 99, and then Survivor uh, DX In Your House 97 for the IC title. They only did five. Wow. Wow. You know, I was going to say, this, that's, that's got to include the IC title when they were, when they were mid-card back in that day. Yeah. Uh, that's wild. I, I really thought it was more for Rock and, and Stone Cold. But, yeah, I mean, they've had a lot of interactions together. Uh, outside I mean, house of wrestling. Shows, I'm sure they did dozens more, but of course. Maybe oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, of course, house shows is a separate story. But, yeah, we were never tired of Stone Cold and Rock because, again, you know, that's probably one of the greatest rivalries that in our lifetime, right? And it was just story building, story building, and, and evolution of characters, and, and 
just a lot of different things going on. It would just escalate to a certain point to the fact that the last WrestleMania match that we saw with him is considered a classic to this day. Yeah. And I, and I could see Brock and Roman hitting that level, man, for sure. Like, I don't know how this match is going to go. I don't know how you book this match. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Putty. That's got to be the main event of night two, probably. I mean, I'm looking forward to this match. I've never been more ex- invested in a Brock Lesnar match at all. And now you have Roman Reigns, this right, great rivalry you just talked about. Great, great. I mean, what, six weeks away from WrestleMania, too? Plenty of time to build this up yeah. even better. Well, here's my thing, guys. Now I want to change gears a bit and talk about the women. What's going to get the main event of night one? Charlotte and Rousey or Becky and Bianca? Oh, oh, oh man. You would assume it oh, would man. be Charlotte Ronda's because she's the Royal Rumble winner. But, again, they can go either way with that. That's why I bring I it think, up. I think it would have to be Charlotte Ronda because of Ronda Rousey itself. And I'm not even just talking about the fact that she won the Royal Rumble. I'm, I'm talking about just from star value alone. Uh, you know, don't disrespect to Becky or Bianca or even Charlotte. But, you know, Ronda Rousey is the biggest woman star in women's sports, probably. You know, so you, you have to, if you're going to have a main event that match, and of course there's no, uh, the two champions for the men are facing each other in night two, most, most likely closing out WrestleMania. So to close out night one, got to be Ronda Charlotte. Has to be. Yeah, I, I agree, especially with all of the press that Ronda brings. Because I don't believe in legitimacy. Because I don't believe WWE needs to be legitimized. Uh, I I do think that it's going to be Ronda. Now to switch gears again. I, I'm very curious guys. Say what you want. We talked about how Bobby Lashley got protected. But where does he go? The one that I am the most curious about out of everybody in the chamber. Austin Theory. Man, his stock is rising mm. really fast. I mean, there there's a reason for everything, right? I always say this, even like when you watch movies and TV, there's there's a reason why, like, you know, a shot is shot a certain way, like, you know, what's getting the focus. Same thing in wrestling. There's a reason why Austin Theory had his little bit of a shine against Brock Lesnar. That tells me that the WWE creatives and Vince McMahon, they have faith in Austin Theory. Oh, hands down. I, I read quickly on Twitter, people you know, love to complain, Mark, you know, a lot of people complaining about stupid shit. He were complaining about the F5 off the top of the cage. He landed on his feet. That's still an impressive, amazing spot. A spot I've never seen before. Yeah, he landed on his feet, but he could have broken an ankle. He could have twisted a knee. Who knows? Stop complaining about every little thing you need to complain about. Just enjoy the spot for what it was. Unique Dude, and like, awe-inspiring. We, how did you want him to do that and not die? Exactly. People, oh, I tell all the time. <laughs> wrestling fans want wrestlers to die. It's amazing. Oh, buddy, that's exactly what I thought of. Like when your rant about uh, Bray Wyatt, when the uh, fiend was lit on fire, that like, just, did that's... you want to watch him die? Is this what you wanted? Yeah. Oh, that was that was clearly a dummy. Yeah, no shit, it was a dummy. You're not gonna burn a man alive. Oh, don't get me started again. We're way off. T- we're way over time. <laughs> I can go all night about this again. I hate to bring up a PS2 reference, but this is not. Here comes the pain. He's not gonna <laughs> get up from that, guys. Exactly. Yeah. No, not at all. Oh. Like if, if if Drew McIntyre connected with Happy Corbin with a sword. Like, what, do you do you want to die? Do you want yeah. to cut him half? That's like when the berserkers tried to stab the Undertaker. Yeah. Was that what you wanted? <laughs> uh, people are insane, but no, I mean that was a crazy spot. Austin Theory could have really hurt himself there, yeah. uh, even though he did land somewhat on his feet. That was yeah, Cheyenne. You were saying was that fifteen feet? He was in the air. That had to be, if I had to guess, about fifteen. Being on Brock's shoulders, maybe about seventeen. Let me tell you guys, I've taken I've taken an F five before. It, it's not fun, 
by any means, yeah. especially from that height. You can get hurt. I got hurt taking an F5. It's I, 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 I would have been scared shitless if I was Austin yeah, Theory. Yeah, totally. And you could, tell, that like, you could tell Theory was ready for it. He took a controlled bump. Yep. Even though there's not much controlling from yeah, that high in the Jesus, air. So but he was ready, and he, he did awesome. And not for nothing, anything could have gone wrong. Like, what happened with me, what went wrong with like, my F5 when I took it, is the person who threw me too high up in the air. I hit the ceiling, came crashing Oof. down. Oh, that's Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, the way how he threw Austin Theory, how high up he could have gone. He could have thrown it up to hit the top of the yeah. chamber. Totally. Game over for Austin Theory if he landed all the way down. So I don't know what the fans are looking for there, but you know, kudos to Austin Theory for – he had a good shine in there. Uh, I don't yeah. necessarily know where he goes next, but obviously they definitely see him as a star. Definitely. I'm curious what his role with Russell Mann is going to be like, and I'm curious to follow along. If this was 15 years ago, he would have won money in the bank at Mania, right? Like, let's just say what it is. Yeah. Yeah, for real. No, for sure. He'll definitely win money in the bank in the next couple of years, easily. Maybe even this year. I, I don't know, guys. If if this thing with Vince keeps going, he might be the one this year. He could be. I I, I would not put money against that. He was my one to watch like, this year. There, I'm excited about it. Is there a spot for DraftKings for me to put money in that? Like, I would definitely do that. Uh, don't get me started about gambling. Oh, I know they're already planning for Mania, but if they're planning for, for money in the bank, yeah, that's why I put my chips. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, man. Guys, shifting gears back to the woman here, I'm curious to hear, like, you know, we already guessed, like, you know, which one's going to be the main event. Which match are you looking forward to see the most, Ronda Charlotte or Becky uh, Bianca? I'll let Putty start off. I think we're going to go with Becky and um, Bianca just because the story's there. They're both great athletes. And that's no discredit to Charlotte or Ronda. I think I'm just more invested in those two women in that rivalry building up because it's been so long since SummerSlam. Yeah, I mean... The story, the story is there for both matches, I think. But, you know, obviously Bianca Belair, there's a lot of love there from the fans for her. I think out of all the four women, I mean, she's the biggest fan favorite yeah. of all of them. And I think they do want to see redemption for when Bianca got screwed, if you will, at SummerSlam from Becky Lynch. Uh, and what way to do that? What better way to do that than at WrestleMania? I have to say personally for me, like, you know, hey, listen, I'm a Ronda Rousey fan. You know, I, I, I'm curious to see what happens with her and Charlotte. They, I, they do have good chemistry in the mic. I want to see that vicious side of Ronda. I, I don't want to see the smiling Ronda Rousey. I, I want to see them get down and dirty. I wouldn't mind seeing both both of them be heel going to this match. That'd be interesting. I, I'm, the, uh, I'm the other way. I want to see them both. It's kind of what you touched on. There's a story there. If you take a look at Bianca and Becky from an analytical standpoint, it's been a rivalry since August, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. that's long-term storytelling while breaking the story and getting back to it. So I'm very interested in that. I love the fact that they are creating Bianca because she's potentially going to win two WrestleMania main events back-to-back for each brand's title. Mm, true. Interesting. Mm, good point. Yeah. So this whole WWE doesn't make any new stars, that's subjective. But if you look at the last two or three years since the pandemic, Bianca, McIntyre, Rhea Ripley, like there's a track record for otherwise. I agree. And you can even you can even throw Bobby Lashley in there. I mean, this is Lashley the best Bobby Lashley has ever totally, done. Totally, because yeah. he was kind of uh, not a waste, but a very mixed. He was in murkier waters prior to COVID. Yeah, so totally. I, I think him 
uh, getting rejuvenated has been awesome, and they protected the hell out of him. Um, another thing, again, Charlotte and Ronda. We haven't had that since uh, Ronda's first year into the company, so we're getting a singles match where, similar to what uh, you guys alluded to earlier, they're different people at different points in their career. And it's mania, so it's going to be a different thing. I, I want to see them both. It's just tough for me to accept that potentially they'll be on the same night. I hope not. I think because if you look at the way, if you book the WrestleMania card in your head, right, it can either be that they're both the same night or Becky and Bianca are going to open night number two, right? That's probably the safer bet, mm-hmm. yeah. That's probably the safer bet. But, you know, lately, like with the past uh, recent memory with WrestleManias, they've been opening WrestleManias with a big marquee match. Right. Yeah. And a, if you know... I mean, hell, if you really think about the way they promoted the shit out of those matches tonight, immediately, you know Charlotte's going to get night one, Brock's going to get night two, and Bianca and Becky are probably going to open one of them. I would be mad about that. I mean, if I know some people like look down on the opening match, but hell, one of the best WrestleMania matches I've ever seen was the opening match, WrestleMania between Bret Hart and Owen Hart. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. a fantastic match, and that kicked off the night for WrestleMania. Well... You know, some people that have been in the openers, Jericho, AJ, you know, Shane, uh, Brock Lesnar, Regal, Lesnar, Rollins. So, like, I, again, it's about where you are. WrestleMania 20, big show on John Cena. Yep. That's true. That's true. Like, it it doesn't necessarily matter the spot on the card. It's like what you make of it. And opening up the show, that's not easy, man. Yeah. And I, and I think the the mentality should be, no matter where you're on the card, uh, WWE or not, the mentality should be follow that. Absolutely. Like, like you don't, you don't be, want your. It shouldn't be. Oh, this is the main event. Like, take maximize your minutes. Let the main eventers sweat. Like there was that one WrestleMania, for example, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. Was it WrestleMania 25? Triple yeah. H and Randy Orton have gone on record saying, "How the fuck are we supposed to follow that?" Yeah. And they were the main. Like yeah. that should be the goal. And so I, that's my two cents in that. And I, I think, honestly, the way they're building this up, I mean, like, I, I don't think we're going to be disappointed uh, with this. Uh, again, there's a lot that's like a mystery for WrestleMania as for how it's going to pan out. But the ones, the matches that are set in stone right now, we're looking good, man. We're looking really good. It's looking stupendous, if you will. <laughs> I if mean, will. It, it comes down to it. I think we're at a point where WrestleMania is going to be two nights for another seven years. I think we're looking at this as a long-term business model. So I don't think, you know, no matter where they are on the card, be it the women or anybody, WrestleMania is a two-night extravaganza, but it could be your night if you do it right. Well said. Hey, man, you know, uh, what was the last WrestleMania that went so long? It was WrestleMania in New York. That was a long-ass show. That was the one where Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda went at 1230. Good Lord. Becky Becky was on... um, was on Stone Cold's podcast talking about like kudos to the fans, man. We went on after midnight. You know that that was a tough thing to do right there because they were yeah. done. Yes, and we it, were. she was like, "I was there. We were spent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. long night. So I'm, I'm not really against this two night thing going forward. But but again, remember, to be fair, it wasn't two nights until the pandemic hit. Right, that next right. year it was just going to be a shorter show. Correct. Right. But and they, then the they, pandemic they even, hit and they made it too. 
it's uh you know it, it's looking like to be a good move for them I, I i can imagine it's more profitable for them too like i don't necessarily know what the ticket sales are uh or oh, how the tickets sold out but how, how are the tickets working you do you automatically buy for two nights do you buy for one night uh if you're buying for two nights is that double the price for one night and four thousand for another so if you if you're buying for both nights same seats at seven thousand it's a package deal you can get you can buy one night right. you can buy night two night one or you can buy a package of both nights that's how they did yeah, it last year. Yeah, you can year. buy singles or doubles. He's right. So, dude, they're they're maximizing their sales, man. They'll never go back to one night again. You got to remember, too, it brings in over fifty million for the city that they run in. Exactly. WrestleMania brings between thirty-six and fifty-two million dollars over the course it's on of par- ten days. It's on par with the Olympics. It's on over par with the, the Super Bowl. Of ten days, door to door, between thirty-six and I know that's a huge barometer. 36 to 52 million, depending on what town they're in and what they're doing. Cities are bidding for WrestleMania now. They're, it's at that point. And the fact yeah. they're making a two night extravaganza, uh, <clears throat> it, it, it's extending the whole allure of WrestleMania. They're making a bigger event. From a business model, how do you go back to one night? You can't. And you, you bring know? up that the cities are bidding. After, after LA, it's going to go back to bidding. Yep. It's going to be interesting to see. Because right now you're talking about how much it is. Like it's that that number is going to go up as inflation is going up. <laughs> yeah. Imagine selling. That's out, the whole story. Imagine selling out. out AT and T Stadium was there. WrestleMania with 32, over 100,000 people. Now you're doing two nights in a row. Very impressive. Very very impressive. And then, and then that that city will get Raw and will get SmackDown. Yep. You know, it, it's just money talks. What did Antonio Brown say? That's a whole lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> well, Cheyenne, thank you for being here. Thank you for w- jumping in and talking about the Elimination Chamber again. Thank you for having us on your watch along. It was really a great experience. Thank you again. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much for having me. I look forward to, to seeing you guys uh, IRL in real life. Yeah. And uh, thanks again for, for hanging out with me during my watch along. You guys were an awesome addition. And uh, I believe in you guys. Keep at it, man. Appreciate it. Much love, man. I appreciate that. Next time I think we see you live in real life. It's going to be BCW Queen of North 3, so let That's go, right. March 19th. Lots of pictures and TikToks that day. Get ready, putty. Oh, can't wait. Fuck yes. Let's go. <laughs> Take care, man. All right, guys. Always a pleasure talking to Cheyenne Ortiz. Marcus, how about uh, get some go-home thoughts to wrap things up? Yeah, man, absolutely. Listen, dude, that was a lot of fun doing commentary. That was our first go-around uh, since the pandemic, doing any sort of commentary again. Yeah, almost two years. I almost forgot how much I missed it, man. I feel like uh, I feel like we did a pretty good go, you know, considering uh, we have done it in such a long time. Yeah, felt felt pretty good, pretty good time. And like I said, it was just, it was a little awkward at first for me, but then I think we just gelled, came into went into it, and uh, we just give a beat. We're pretty good. Oh yeah, I mean our our TV times are all off, the three of us, but we were able to figure it out. So that definitely threw me for a loop too. But yeah, man. Shout out to Cheyenne Ortiz for having our back, for becoming a friend of the show here. Uh, hopefully this opens the door for more possibilities here for us. Maybe even BCW, we shall see. Queen of North 3 coming up, as we talked about earlier in the hour. What a, what a big way to come off then. Queen of the North 3 for BCW. First time back in almost a year and a half, man. And what a card it is. Again, Miriam Shafir, Darius Carter, East Coast Syndicate against Blonde Force Trauma. Monster. Vanity, Ruthless Lala. The list goes on and on. Looking forward I mean, to it. It goes on, goes on and on. Tickets are on sale right now, guys. Eventsbrite.com. Uh, you can check out all forms of social, me- social media. Bree Combination Wrestling. Get your tickets today. Richfield Park, New Jersey. 
March 19th. And again, not only did Cheyenne not have to have us on, he did it out of the kind of his heart, but he spent some time after the show to give us some advice and pointers, which is definitely helpful going forward. So that, again, that was fun. Looking forward to doing it again. But who knows when that will no, be? No, 1,000 percent, man. Mark. And big shout out to my wife for my birthday gift. I got new uh, Beats by Dre. I got the new wireless headphones, actually. So I'm excited oh. about that, to utilize that. All right, nice. So nice. much love there. But, Putty, your birthday's coming up. What are we doing? Yeah, last week was your birthday, Marcus. We had a good time. Next week will be my birthday. In between that is February 22nd. The show's birthday. Six years of a shot of wrestling. Six years have gone by very quickly. Six years, Marcus. I can't believe it. Six freaking years doing this. And getting better and better, buddy. Getting better and better. Three years for me. So, to celebrate the show's birthday, to celebrate my birthday, we're going to take next weekend off to enjoy, to celebrate. And we'll be back at the beginning of March. Can't believe March is already here. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm getting closer and closer to my baby being born. That's crazy, man. So anyway, yeah, six years of Shadow Wrestling. It's amazing. Time flies. Congratulations to us. The Green Man, to you, everybody who's helped along the way. Here's to six more. And thank you to our loyal listeners, of course, for you know being there for us, following us, staying along with the journey, seeing the evolution of Shot of Wrestling. You know, I, I know you guys started off just basically just two guys sticking around. Yeah. But uh done a lot. Done a lot. <laughs> Came a long way from episode one. Long, long, long. I don't even want to go back to listen to those. Ugh, I can't imagine what they sound like. <laughs> But for uh, for those that don't know, this is your first time listening. Six years in the books. Uh, I hope you continue to follow us. Uh, all forms of social media, Shot of Wrestling. Uh, you can listen to us in any form of podcasting that you listen to your podcasts on. Spotify, iTunes, Google. Uh, well, you name it, we're on it. And as for me, you can go to my website, yourfavoriteactor.com. All my social media links are on there. Uh, also, Shot of Wrestling, our interviews are on there as well. And our show. Anyway, again, happy birthday to us. Happy anniversary to the show. So we'll see you in two weeks. Until then, putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>